You're listening to the Get Confident Podcast with your host, Janelle Hosking. You're here to create career confidence, financial freedom, and abundance for yourself in 2024. You want to progress in your career through employment or starting your own business, and I am here to help you every step along the way. In this podcast, we talk mindset, strategies, practical tools, and frameworks to help you achieve your goals now so you can live a fulfilled life. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Get Confident Podcast with your host Janelle Hosking. Super happy to have you here with us today. If you are a returning listener, hello. Uh, And if you are brand new, well, welcome to the show. It is great to have you along. Hopefully you enjoy uh, what you hear today and it makes you want to come back for more. Either way, whether you are a returning listener or if you are new, if you haven't yet, I would absolutely love if you could please rate this show. Leave a review. It's super easy. If you're on Spotify, all you need to do is go into the podcast and there should be a button that says rate and And from there, you give me a cheeky five stars. If you are in Apple Podcasts, you go into the podcast and you click review, and then you can give a star rating and a written review as well. Either of those or however else you want to leave a review, I would be so grateful. This podcast has been going for over two years now, growing with each week, and it is a massive passion and dedication of mine to keep it growing, keep it getting in the ears of women all around the world who really are committed and dedicated to growing their own confidence. So by you liking, by you reviewing, that helps somebody else to learn about this podcast and to change their life as well. It means a lot. So thank you. Now, today's episode, a super interesting concept that I wanted to share with you because essentially it blew my mind. (laughs) I have been reading this book called Stolen Focus. It was recommended to me by my business coach as part of a mastermind group that I'm in. He's an incredible reader. I've had him on the podcast before, Calvin Coyles, and he's pretty much reading a brand new book every week. I, on the other hand, quite a slow reader if I do say so myself, and I'm really bad at getting distracted. So when he recommended this book, Stolen Focus, I was like, Janelle, it's been recommended to you. You should really go to the bookstore, buy it. What did I do? I went to the bookstore. I looked through all of the shelves and I couldn't for the life of me find this book. So I go and I ask the staff, hey, do you have any of Stolen Focus, uh, you know, available at the moment? And the lady says, yeah, we have three. To which I then felt really silly because I'd spent half an hour looking and couldn't find it at all. And now to know they did have it in store, I was like, okay, clearly I'm not that great at looking. Uh, Anyway, it actually took the staff member and myself looking for a further probably 15 minutes before we eventually found the book. As soon as I saw this book, I opened it up only to see that there were a lot of lines And there were a lot of really small words. Now, I instantly regretted how long I spent trying to find the book. And the fact that I asked a staff member to help me find the book. Because when I walk out the store without this book, it's going to be a little bit embarrassing. 
And the reason why I had this thought of walking out the store without actually buying the book is because I told myself, this looks like a really challenging read. There's so many lines, there's so many pages, and there's so many words. Janelle, you you don't normally read books like that, you know? I actually put it back on the shelf, and I filled my hands with some other books with less lines and with a bigger font. And then I was reminded about how my mentor recommended it. And I was like, Janelle, you're trying to be better. You're trying to learn. You're trying to grow. If someone who you respect and look up to recommended it, you should really give it a go at least. So I bought this book and it took me a few weeks to get started. Mind you, I still did purchase other books at the same time. And I managed to read one book in a couple of weeks, which I was super stoked with. It helps that it had less lines. Yes. And the font was bigger. Yes. But still reading a book of reading a book. Um, I was very happy with that book. And then I've now moved on to Stolen Focus. So I'm probably almost halfway through, literally from the the opening pages of this book, I knew it was going to be a blimmin' good book. There is so much in here that I think my brain is still trying to comprehend and trying to digest. However, there is one concept that I just got that I understood straight away, and I've instantly been able to apply it to my life, which is exactly why I want to share it in today's episode, because I think this will be really beneficial for you as well. The idea of this book, Stolen Focus, is all about how there are so many distractions in our world today, particularly in the online space, but it's everywhere you go, whether it's on your phone, whether it's on billboards as you're walking through town, whether it's on the radio, like there are just distractions everywhere. And attention as a whole in society around the world is diminishing. We are terrible at focusing on one thing and we're terrible at staying focused full stop. So I've learned some really great tools. And like I say, they're still kind of developing in my mind. But when I was reading this morning, the chapter I'm on started talking about what we would call as children daydreaming. And they refer to it as mind wandering. So what I have learned about mind wandering is so profound because we live in a society or a day and an age where productivity is celebrated above all else. Yet something like daydreaming or mind wandering makes us feel like crap because we feel like we're wasting our time. But throughout this book, in this chapter in particular, it highlights all of the benefits that come with mind wandering. And I was never aware of this until reading this chapter and reflecting, thinking, oh my goodness. This is absolutely true. So the concept of mind wandering is literally we're we're not doing anything. We're just chilling or maybe we're doing something mindless, you know, something kind of on autopilot where we don't really have to think, but we're not distracted by other things. We're just doing the one thing. So it makes me think of being in the shower. You know, when you're in the shower, you're in the shower. You might wash your hair, you might do your body wash, but other, otherwise you're, you're pretty much mind wandering. 
It could also be driving your car. It could be doing the gardening or mowing the lawns, you know, things like that. It could be going for a morning walk. However, none of this mind wandering can really happen if you are multitasking. Say if you are listening to music while you're in the shower, if you are listening to a podcast while you're doing the gardening, going for a walk, if you are, which is something that I got in a really bad habit of, watching a TV show while doing the dishes. You can't mind wander. So why might we want to allow our minds to wander? First off, it helps to enhance problem solving. Now, think back throughout your life to those times when you had an an amazing idea, like a brilliant idea that in your mind just came out of nowhere. You weren't focusing on that task. You weren't specifically trying to come up with something for it. It just kind of happened. That comes from mind wandering. It allows us and provides our brain with this sense of freedom to explore, to make connections, and to arrive at creative solutions. So let's think about that making connections part for a second. If you fill every single day like I have for God knows, the past like 10 years of my life, going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. One, you're going to be freaking wired at the end of the day. You're probably going to be very pent up and stressed out. And two, you're not actually giving yourself time to come up with those creative solutions, to come up with those incredible ideas that could change your whole life, right? The next reason we want to create time and space for mind wandering is increased creativity. If we can just temporarily detach ourselves from direct tasks, we're going to have more room for new insights to emerge. And for instance, this makes me think of social media. Being For me, being a business owner, It is my responsibility to promote myself and to market my business. And I use social media to help me do that. I try to post most days, sometimes every day, sometimes every second day. It honestly just depends. But I got in a really bad rut with coming up with these ideas. I just felt shit. I felt like I didn't have ideas. I felt like I've got nothing to say. There is nothing worth talking about here. And now that I've learned about mind wandering, well, no freaking wonder. I've got no creativity left. There's no juices flowing because there is no space to allow anything to come through. And so since learning about this, on my morning walk, when all I'm doing is walking down the street or jogging down the street with my puppy, no phone, no music, no nothing. My brain is coming up with ideas, which is so cool. It's so fun. It's it's like you've instantly got that creativity back. 
And the hardest part is actually when you get that idea thinking, well, shit, how am I going to remember this? Because I've still got quite a while on my walk to go and I don't have my phone or a paddle pen to write this down. Uh, So that's a little bit of a struggle. However, if your brain has got less going on, if you're allowing it that time and space to wander, if it is a good idea, I am sure that when you get home or when you get access to a pad, pen, phone, whatever, you will remember it and be able to write it down, which is exactly what happened to me in terms of this creative idea that came through and these creative content ideas, which is freaking awesome. Next up, we have the benefit around mind wandering being that it restores our mental energy. That just sounds like a breath of fresh air for me. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know that near the end of last year, I was getting pretty tired. I was definitely needing a break. My brain was just like, now I've had a few weeks off. I've been reading this book over the Christmas break. I've learned some things. I am on my way to restoring that mental energy. And now I know about mind wandering. Give yourself a bloody break. Don't look at a screen. Don't even read. Don't do anything. Just chill for a little bit. It allows us the ability to restore mental energy. Because it is not normal for us as humans to constantly be in an active, in a focused state. It can be draining. For instance, when I do public speaking events, when I do corporate training, so much goes into those. Like I'm literally pouring energy into the people in the room. It is incredible. However, it is exhausting on your mental energy. And anytime I finish, I always walk away feeling like I have an instant hangover and it quite often lingers for a couple of days while I recoup that energy. So now I know about this um, mind wandering. Oh, I, after any public speaking event, after any corporate training, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to let my mind wander. I'm not going to be absorbed into my phone. I'm not going to go home and watch TV because that's all I have the mental energy to do. That's just going to drain me more. Instead, going to chill out, maybe just lie on my bed. Maybe just go and sit in my paddock of my lifestyle blog and just chill and let my mind wander. Maybe lay down and look at all the clouds go past. How incredible does that sound as a way to restore mental energy to recharge by doing absolutely nothing? In a way, you're meditating. Okay, you're doing nothing, but you're meditating. The next reason we want to start thinking about and incorporating more mind-wandering time is the emotional processing. So when we're making this space, when we are freeing up our schedules to just be, just exist, just let our mind do what it needs to do, it is allowing emotional processing. And so sometimes we get really wound up. Like I mentioned before, if you just go, 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 you can get really overwhelmed. You can get quite anxious. You get really wound up. And what I've often said about my own life is that 
I love my job. I love my work. I love what I do. I love every single aspect of it. But sometimes I feel I give so much to it that at the end of the day, when it's time for me and my partner to hang out, I've got nothing left to give. And so when I'm in that state, if I go straight from work to to home life, to hanging out with my partner, and I'm absolutely exhausted, he says something, I take it the wrong way. My brain is not able to rationalize or to function properly or process what has happened. And we are more likely to get into a disagreement. I am more likely to feel personally affected by something that actually had nothing to do with me and it actually was totally taken out of context, yet I'm able now to see that that is what I do. And so what can we do about that? Chill. Have some time and space in between to allow our brain to do some emotional processing, to do some sifting and sorting of the day, to compartmentalize, to delete, to distort, to do whatever it needs to do so that you can, or I can, come into this new part of the day, the evening, feeling refreshed and like the emotional resources are all leveled. They're all balancing. It's all good. Doing this consistently helps to grow and intensify our emotional intelligence. Now, I've talked about emotional intelligence before. I love this concept. It has helped me so much in my career. And at times, no matter how much you know about something, if you are on the edge, like if you've given everything you've got to a day, to a project, to a week, to a whatever, you could still tip over the edge and lose all emotional intelligence, which I definitely know I have done. And I'm learning to love it about myself, right? We're all human. It's okay. So think about that. Next time, if something happens and you don't take it well, have I actually given myself time to to chill, to just sit with, to be with one my day, my week, my month, my trauma that I've recently experienced? Or two, can I just give myself a moment to sit with this statement that was just made that I feel I'm taking personally and just allow some emotional processing to take place? The next thing we can do or benefit of mind wandering, which is incredible. And this is the whole point of that book, which I learned this concept through, Stolen Focus. Mind wandering, letting yourself daydream will increase your focus and attention. If you regularly allow yourself to daydream, to mind wander, it will improve your ability to concentrate. Crazy. Because when I started today's episode, I said about how fast paced we are how we struggle, or I know I struggle sometimes to concentrate and how I demand, and I know I'm not the only one, demand so much of myself in the space of a day or a week that sometimes I cannot concentrate. I literally had (laughs) written down in my calendar to record this episode at 9 a.m. today. And right now, we're at 11.33 a.m. as this recording is happening. So, hey, points that it still happened, but it happened a few hours later. Reason being, I couldn't concentrate. I had just done a couple of other heavy tasks and I needed to break. 
So I gave myself a break. I went and sat outside. I allowed myself to do some mind wandering, to drink a cacao, to have some chill time and amongst some (laughs) teaching or training the puppy and came back in ready to go, sat down. Here we are. And it is flowing so good. I hope you think it's good. I feel like it's good. And the concentration is just on to the point where maybe that little 20, 30 minute break I gave myself might be enough to allow me when I'm finished this recording to go and record another. Who knows? The beauty about having a podcast is that I love consistency. So I release one new episode every single week, but I record them when I have the energy to, when I feel excited to, when it, when I have the concentration to, and quite possibly the mind wandering I did this morning has allowed me a little bit more of that concentration still to come. We will see though, right? Because I don't know what's going to happen between now and the end of this recording. (laughs) But anyway, those are the main five reasons why you, I, we, all of us should be allowing and incorporating more time, space, and capacity for mind wandering. It almost feels like a freedom, <laughs> a, a weird um, counterintuitive thing. Like, hey, just give yourself time to chill. You don't have to say, I'm going to meditate. This uh, That's not what I'm saying. But in a way, it's what you're doing. You're just chilling out. And from that, you will be able to be better at problem solving. You will have increased creativity. You will restore your mental energy. You'll be better at emotionally processing whatever it is you need to. And you'll have increased focus and attention. How good. Now, one thing that was also noticed in this book, stolen, um, sorry, highlighted in this book, Stolen Focus, that I want to make you aware of is that surveys were done or a study was done from scientists asking people when they found themselves mind-wandering or daydreaming, how it made them feel. And there was two trains of thought. One thought is that it made them feel all of the things that I've highlighted here today. Like they felt good for it. They felt relaxed. They felt like they had more focus, more attention, all that good stuff. But the second one is that They felt anxious. They felt overwhelmed. They felt worse. And what they highlighted in this study is that people who were stressed, people who were overwhelmed, people who potentially procrastinated a lot, found themselves feeling even worse after mind wandering because it reminded them of all of the things they should be doing that they're not doing that they haven't done. And it just kind of like built up this sense of urgency for them. So I wanted to highlight that for you because this is something that back in my previous career as a personality on a breakfast radio show in New Zealand, I would work six days a week, Monday to Saturday. And I'd have Saturday afternoon and then Sundays off. 
about 5, 4, 5 p.m. on Sunday, I would start to feel anxious. I would start to feel overwhelmed. I would start to feel stressed. I would just start to feel all of the feelings of like contraction and constriction, constriction, whatever, within myself. And that was because I did not feel good in the career that I was in. And so that day and a half that I had off every week was like my saving grace. It was my escape from my reality, which I did not like. And so when I was reading this study in the Stolen Focus book about the two chains of thought, one, it feels really good when you're mind wandering, two, it doesn't feel good, it makes you feel anxious, overwhelmed. I then wondered, which is kind of my own personal spin, is that because these people aren't living happy lives? They're they're maybe taking on too much. They are um, just not where they're wanting to be from their own expectations or maybe the expectations of other people that they've allowed to put on themselves. Hence, feeling really bogged down after a moment of mind wandering that's highlighted for them all the shit they should be doing that they're not doing, right? So I wanted to bring that to your attention because if you and when you start to incorporate this concept of mind wandering in your day, I want you afterwards when you realize, hey, I was just chilling. I was just in the shower and I let my mind wander and I came up with this awesome idea. And then I felt really, insert blank, great or insert blank, felt really shit because I should have had that idea months ago and I haven't done anything with it yet. Let's not judge it. Let's just notice it and let's just allow it to be what it is, a learning or an insight that something potentially needs to change within your life as it is today. And let's just leave it at that, okay? So thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope that you go and enjoy some mind wandering. It is something that I'm trying well, not even trying, I'm just intentionally incorporating into my day now, creating more space and trusting that that space will give me more focus, more attention for those times that I that I am on. And by on, I mean, you know, trying to focus, trying to concentrate, get shit done. And if you are a reader, or even if you're an audiobook listener, go and get this book stolen focus. I'm not even finished yet and I'm recommending it. If you listen to this show for a long time, I don't recommend books very often. Like I say, I'm a slow reader. So it takes me so long to get into them that usually by the time I'm finished, I've forgotten what the book was mostly about. But this one is just, it is hitting me differently. So I hope that if you do go read it, you enjoy it. Please get in touch, DM me, let me know what you think of today's episode. And if you go and score the book for yourself as well. Thank you for listening and I will catch you back next week.